Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes... Sometimes the 2000s. In the 2000s. Uh, what's up, everybody? I hope everyone's doing well during COVID and everything like that. Uh, the voice you're hearing right now is myself, Tommy the Iceman. It's stupid. The Iceman cometh. Bullshit. Say, I better change the Iceman and... Fuck yourself. Garbage. Nice to see you. I fucking hated it. But I'm joined as always by Johnny. The uh, today I'll go by the uh, the Drop King. That's my other the Drop King, card. right? Yes. Icy wiener. I know you are, but what am I? I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property. Drop King, um, and we are doing a remote record again. Yes. And we are joined by a very special uh, executive producer that's funded most of our show for the years. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Big Sniff in the house. Big Sniff what's, in the house. What's up? The Big Sniff. What is that smell? Oh. That's the smell of desire, my lady. Uh, we're recording over at the um, a place that I used to live at, uh, Cooper's house, the Big Sniff's house, and uh, we're here because it is uh, basically Big Sniff's birthday. Hey, oh, happy he birthday, buddy! The, the big, hey, the uh, big twenty-nine. Uh, what do people say? Twenty-nine and twenty-nine plus one. Yeah. That, but yeah, not thirty. You're not thirty. You're twenty-nine <laughs> plus one. No, it's the first anniversary of my twenty-ninth birthday. That's what okay. I say. You know, in some countries, uh-huh. um, you, when you're born, you start at one years old. They do uh, that in Africa. In Korea, they do the same thing too. Yeah. That doesn't make sense because you're not one year old when you're born. You're zero. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, t- well, yeah, I mean, I'm that's not... why we don't do it in the states. Because yeah. another thing it we got right hurts your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too much. Um, but yeah, the thanks for for having us over and um, hosting us up and producing the, this episode, and we put a lot of money into it. We love you. Yeah, I'm a big investor in this project, so. Yeah, just don't fuck it up. I mean, it is a cash cow. We are yeah, making money hand over the fist over here. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I've I, been very pleased so far. <laughs> when I'm at my day job, I just have people running in there, just throwing money and tits in my face all the time. Yeah. Even with COVID, I'm like, oh no, no, it sucks. I can't don't. even come home without pocket full of phone numbers and you know nipple scars on uh, your face. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, your birthday, and uh, we were saying that since. Uh, uh, we have you here, and it's birthday time. We should talk about maybe some uh, birthday times that we've each shared. You know, some maybe weird stories, uh, weird gifts that you got. You guys have anything like that? that you can remember good birthdays, bad birthdays. Um, I off the top of my head, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, I think it was like my like like probably tenth or eleventh birthday. Um, my mom got me a Spider Man cake <laughs> that had a little Spider Man. And standing in the middle of it, and they, they used to hide it. Was in my... it a candle or was it an action figure? It was a little action figure. Oh, that's awesome! And it's a choking hazard. Um, <laughs> and they used to hide it in my uh, my dad's office because it was like a separate part of the house that had its own stairways and everything. And she was taking it down, and she fell down the flight of stairs and 
ruined the whole cake. Oh no! And then they brought it out to me, just like this like mound of cake. <laughs> it and has your mom's face pushed into yeah. it. No, it was literally just a mound of cake and uh, Spider Man standing on the top of it. <laughs> Did you care? I thought it was a joke. <laughs> You're like, I had an irrational fear of Spider Man for years. No, absolutely. I was like, you know what? All I care about is this Spider Man action figure in the middle of it. And so, I that was the first thing that came to my mind. That's so funny. That's great. That Spider Man cake. Yeah. I never had any specialty cakes. Was, uh, I think my mom was trying to steer me away from the sweets because I was such a fat <laughs> little fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's like, here's a vegetable. <laughs> you heard of it? No, I, I probably hadn't heard of it, honestly. She's like, this is a carrot cake. It's just a carrot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to eat it. Yeah. You need to... Well, big yawn. Big yawn Sorry, from the big, big sniff. sniff. I just got off work. Hey. Um, yeah, you have any... Uh, Memorable. I've um, been racking my brain. I, I need to think a little more. That's okay. You go first. And then uh, thinking. Well, most of my birthday parties were, like I said, uh, we're usually going Just to a movie you theater. You and your mom? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this sucks. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Not even your brother is there? No. Because uh, I said uh, once upon a time we went to go see Hook for one birthday party. Wow. That's pretty sweet. We went to go see uh, the uh, Muppets Christmas Carol one time. Nice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Friend of the pod, Jack the dog, making some noise, shouting out from the outside the studio. Uh, A.K.A. Yeah, Lil Sniff. Lil Sniff. Junior. Sniff Junior. Sniff Junior. No, no. Sniffy Ooh. J was Dottie. No, Junior no. Sniff was 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 Dottie. Little, J, little Sniffy J was Jack. Yeah, the Little Sniffy J. Yeah. Is. Still is. is. Sorry. Yeah. Riveting Always. content. Yes. <laughs> All but yes, listeners are interested. If you guys hear a dog yap, yap, yapping in the background, you guys have already met Jack, so that's who it is. Uh, you're saying you saw Hook and you also saw Muppets Christmas Carol, but great movies. Yeah, you know I kind of like lucked Hook. out those two years. Um, probably just because it was a cheap way to have a birthday party. But my gifts, was, you I were like, what, say, like 25 from <laughs> come on back in the 90s. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, gifts wise, yes. Oh, so the best uh, birthday gift I ever got was uh, uh, there is a toy called Doctor Dreadful. And it was basically like you are a mad scientist and you would create this crazy stuff. And there was one that was a food lab where you'd make like gross like bugs that you could eat. And like uh, there's a drink one that I got, the Dr. Dreadful Drink Lab, where you would make these weird concoctions made out of like fizzy sugar I powder. I remember this. I remember this. And you would like mix it together in like little like uh, cylinders like and beakers so it looked like you're uh. drinking like crazy potions. And I loved it. And now, upon saying it, I'm realizing it probably just because it was hell of sugar. Oh, and yeah. that was, like, all I liked about it. I think I like feeling like a mad scientist, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I... Um, what, it, this is going to sound very hick of me, but um, I remember... So, if your birthday in our family fell, like, on uh, school day, like, you could open one present before you go to school, and then, you know, you'd have it after school, like, you know, everyone, like, your siblings. But I remember my mom woke me up and was like, you know, normally you get to have a present, but... Today, this morning you're not going to get one <laughs> and I was like pissed off and she's like here have pour yourself some cereal and I was like no I don't get a toy and and she's like no pour yourself some cereal and I grabbed like the, the box of checks and the toy was inside of there and it was a, it was a tool belt <laughs> the toy was a tool belt it was a tool belt with the whole set uh, cool hammer were they toy to- toy no, tools they, they were like little kids like little, from home depot you didn't kid. realize the box was 40 pounds when you no, that, well, that's when i picked it up that's when I, <laughs> you know then i realized and, and then you start very, chewing on the tool belt yeah pouring, milk, all pouring over. milk on the on the hammer and the in the ranch and the wow you know, the ranch ranch <laughs> the allen ranch <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch. Oh, man. My mom got me... Yeah, she got me a ranch for 
So that was that was one that I liked. It was the Dr. Dreadful. And then one, one that I really hated was really my mom's fault because she hyped it up for me. She's like, I got you something that you're going to love. It's going to be the kind of thing you're going to like give to your kids. And I was like, oh, damn, maybe it's like some like sentimental thing from like my like passed away grandparents or something like that's like a tradition or something like, like what else would you pass down to your kids? And I opened it and it was so weak ass R2D2 robot. <laughs> and I don't even like star Wars. Oh. It was like the biggest disappointment that my mom oh, got me all hyped that's up on. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, this is not cool. Uh, I remember one year my parents forgot my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what? I I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. How that. I was like 14 and kind of angsty and like, that's a big one. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and I just was like, cause normally you, you're like, Hey, my birthday's next week. You know, this kind of thing. Dropping huge hints. I didn't you say have a lot of siblings though, right? Yeah. That, you know, you get lost in the whole mix there. I mean, yeah, I can't, I honestly, I don't, I only know like my mom's birthday and my sister's birthday. I don't know my dad's or my brother's. Sorry dads. We love dads, but sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know what month it is. That's what, close. Hey. Yeah. What month? August. Nice. Yeah, hey, bud. Recent. So did you remember it this year like or did you do anything for it well i never remember but everyone else does so i rely on them yeah so easy for me to talk you know easy for me to cast judgment do you have any um memorable birthday gifts that like like really made it or did not, not make really. it i can't remember i don't think so did you get a lot of gifts on your birthday no usually <laughs> one one good one. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, this yeah. guy over here's got one open before school, and then right. he got more afterwards. <laughs> Jesus, fucking rich. Yeah, I mean, rich. it was usually like one before school, and then it was like a like a Lego. Toy. I mean, I would get one from my parents, like a good one, like like a remote control car or something like that. And then my grandparents would usually get me something, which was hit or miss, because I feel like they never remembered how old I was just by looking <laughs> at me. So it would be like, a, like, <laughs> like is, is he 12 or is he 34? She gave me, actually, and I think this may have been when her uh, senility had card. begun. <laughs> well, she got me like a little, uh, straight up like a toddler keyboard. You know the little... Um, Casio? Those little ones? You know, yeah, that, but that, that four dinky little one, kids. Like the ones that's like, are like, dink, yes. dink, 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 Yeah, she got me one of those for like my 16th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is confusing. He's still trying to figure it out now. Yeah. <laughs> But well, whatever the case, it's a, it's a thought that counts. That is what counts, and we're here to to make it count too. Say happy Did, birthday. We won't yeah, sing it to you. Okay, good. Mm, out of out of respect, maybe? maybe we'll go out on the birthday song. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Actually, you know what? Never mind. It's a hacky joke. Let's hear it. I was it. gonna make a hacky. It's joke. your birthday. And I think uh, I hope. Well, you know, socks used to be such a terrible. It's not even a joke. It's no. just a fact. I, I know would love to get a good pair of socks. I know. Uh, uh, that's the thing is, like, when you're like a kid, it, yeah. socks are the worst things to get. Yeah, like, it's and, garbage. Like, Christmas or a birthday, <laughs> yeah. and now like someone gives me socks or something yeah. like that, I'm just like, fuck yeah! Yeah, this if means it's a I good don't pair have to do laundry socks, for another week. Like, <laughs> I can wear this pair of socks for, for a week. <laughs> you're sick. I mean, there's you're sick. Seven pairs of socks. No, no, me. I don't want like a pack of like white socks from Target. I want no, no. Like, we're a saying pair like designer, socks. yeah, kind of like stance. I only wear stance, by the way. That's a brand of sock. I'm not wearing them today, but I usually wear. <laughs> <laughs> I only wear what I'm not wearing. <laughs> I'm trying to transition all my socks to stance. We're socks. trying to get sponsored by stance. By yeah. the way. He's transitioning. Stance is really cut his life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a pair of Darth Vader socks. Nice. And I also have a Velociraptor pair, which are is they pretty stance. Cool. Do they have that little symbol on them? The uh, I'm just going to say it so they sponsor us. Yes, they <laughs> yes, are. They are. Okay. Shout out to our sponsor, Stance. <laughs> yeah. Sock that rock. <laughs> and Do you uh, have feet? Yeah. Do you got feet? You want to put got socks toes? on them? <laughs> Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> we'll, we'll put Stance on them. <laughs> nice. Well, 
the shifting from the birthday talk, uh, we do want to make sure we don't forget to talk about our picks of the week this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you recall we've done this before, yes. uh, where you basically just talk about things that have been keeping you entertained, things that you've been spending your time doing, and it can be something as simple as a television show or something as esoteric as, you know. Staring at the wall. There you go. Mm. So do you want to go ahead and start us off here, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. It's, this is going to sound kind of dumb, but... Um, my pick of the week, my pick of the week is playing Frisbee. Hey, all right. Uh, John and I are both big Frisbee players. Coop will come out once in a while. The Sniff will come out once in a while and play I'll with us. come out. Yeah, I mean, you're waiting. Um, <laughs> when but, do I come out? I've but never yeah, played no, Frisbee. It, it's um, something you can do right now that's uh, social distancing. Oh, I'm sorry. Is and, Frisbee your sponsor also? Yeah, <laughs> Frisbee. the Frisbee brand flying discs. <laughs> We're trying. We're getting it all in. Yeah. This is all sponsored content. <laughs> um, yeah, p- playing some frisbee, getting out there, wearing your mask, tossing around the bee. Uh, John and I like to do it. Um, I go and play some disc golf when I can. The parks have been opening up a little bit, but yeah, that's my pick of the week. Very nice. Do you uh, need a little time to brainstorm? No, I think I got it. All right, go oh. ahead and take us in there. All sorry, right. sorry, little Jack. We'll be with you shortly. Yeah. yeah, he has a pick of the week too. Do I have to say the thing? Like, no, just say whatever it is. Okay. Um, well, can I have an anti-pick of the week? Yeah, go yeah. for Ooh, it. Yeah, it's the first good one. Concept. Okay, here's a pick of the week that I thought would be a pick of the week, but it turns out it's a disappointment of the week. Okay. What and is you know it? what? I'm not that disappointed. The boys, season two. Uh huh. It's not sucking me in like it did. Oh, first really? Season. That's too bad. And I, I liked think I'm that in the, last episode. Well, I think I'm in the minority because I look up. You know, when you feel strongly about a show or movie, and you Google it and try to find people that agree with you. At least I do that. Do you guys do that? Yeah. And most people seem to like it. I don't know. That just doesn't seem as strong. The first season was great. Yeah. 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 But anyway, that's the my that can happen like, like, when the show gets like it's it's almost like what happened with Lost is like yeah. it had this like kind of cult following at first, and then it became this huge blessed, you know, huge huge hit, and yeah. then, and then they kind of tend to cater to the that audience as, yeah. as opposed to the original core. I it's like the same true. thing with like bands. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like so. What, what is your pick of the week then? Um, that this is a little topical, but that this game that's been all the rage lately <gasps> called Among Us. Have you heard of this? Yes, no. I have. It's uh, huge. It's, what's yeah. Among Us? So it's this game. Um, it's on Steam, and it's on. you can get an app for free. I think it's like five bucks on Steam. But for it's a little free, game. For free. It's super simple. It's like you're all little guys, different mm-hmm. colors, and you're running around on a spaceship, or at least in the level I played, and one of the people, the colors, is a quote-unquote imposter and he sabotages like equipment and kills people. And then once a body is found, or you can call a meeting, everyone. It's kind of like that scene in a in the thing. Where oh, so you have to figure, figure out who's who faking it, who's not. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, what the game of Clue, but more yeah. sci-fi. And, and it, yeah. it's very cartoony. It's really yeah, it's fun. super cartoony. It's, it's super it, fun. Yeah. I, I actually. How I, many people play at one time? Up to ten on the app. Ooh, but I don't neato. know about Steam. That'd be a fun thing for all of us, the the whole yeah. uh, short and spooky gang yeah. uh, community to, um, yeah, to you, play sometime. Ooh, that, that would be we fun. Can do local yeah. games. We should try it. After we could this. even put like a short and spooky um, Discord up and have some of our. We've had a couple listeners try to uh, shout out and get on our PlayStation Plus account, so it might yeah. be fun to try to mm. do uh, something else, try to uh, yeah. interact more with our fans, yeah. our shorties, our spookies. It's fun. I was Get, up to like midnight last night playing it. Uh, cool. Were, were you the um, the imposter ever? Only once. It doesn't happen as much as I would like. How'd you do? Like. 
not good. I was too obvious. <laughs> so people start following me around, and you can't do the tasks, I guess, when you're the imposter. So they just kind of see you walk up to stuff and stand there. <laughs> it's hard to explain. To no, I've that's, that's your people played on Twitch. That's my per week. Per week. I'm gonna do. I'm taking page out of Riley's book. Okay, Didn't try it one. Try one more time. We'll get it clean. That's my big of the week. All right, cool. And uh, for my uh, short and spooky pick of the week, your what? For my pick of the week, I've been uh, using a type of uh, software for screenwriting called Final Cut Pro. Oh, Final Final Cut Pro is great. Final Cut Pro is great. Yeah, Final Cut Pro is the de facto uh, screenwriting software for all those yuppie Hollywood types, uh, which I hope to someday be. I took a film class once, and that's what they recommended get it, but I didn't get it because it was too expensive for me at the time. Do you think Final Cut Pro is the circumcision software? (laughs) (laughs) giving a joke to one of our half jewish fans oh i mean i'm circumcised hey same we're all circumcised bros high fives up all right well i want to know what they did with it we're all couple cut yeah what do they do with it i think they make it into lotion no they do it's a a fact it's a truth truth truism Uh oh we got joe rogan on the podcast all of a sudden jamie pull that up (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's uh that's gonna be my short and spooky pick of the week. week Uh, we do uh, also now on top of dog yapping, we have uh, little girl playing. <laughs> little girl playing outside, not ours. Just suburban. None things. of us um, have children or ever will, so don't worry about it. I might. What do you think they're doing? Fight, fighting? Still enjoying their life because they haven't <laughs> grown cynical by everything like we have? Yeah. They haven't decided to do a, a dumbass podcast and. In sitting. a dirty garage. Mm. A dirty, hey. We're in a dirty garage. There's a cool ass motorcycle sitting uh, a couple feet from us. That's uh, Daniel. Uh, yeah. This big sniff. Uh, what, what do we got? What do we got there? That's a Harley Davidson Sportster. 1980. Nope. It's a newer one. It's 98. 98. Yep. What kind of engine you got on that bad boy? That's a 883cc twin V twin. I only bring that up because um, in a lot of TV shows, motorcycles are often associated with kind of like. Uh, Hellish, kind cool of dudes, cool, or or like you know, like the you know the the antagonists or the pro antagonists oftentimes ride um, motorcycles. Do you guys uh, off the top of your head have any uh, favorite like motorcycle themed movies? I know one Terminator Two, <laughs> Terminator Two, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a fat boy. Harley is that is that a is that a full agreement between the three of us um, that? Uh, Terminator 2 is the best of the Terminators. That's oh, everybody's yeah. opinion. I don't think that's, yeah. that's yeah. unique to us in this yeah. garage alone. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone's on that page. I don't know. Genesis. Get out of here with that. <laughs> I never off. saw it. You're not Nobody a, cares. You're not a producer I anymore. never saw it. I've only seen one and two. I never saw the You're not missing one. out. No. Yeah, no, that's why I, I don't think bothered. I've ever seen the other ones either. Yeah. Well, speaking of watching old stuff, uh, that's what we do here on this podcast. Ooh. We watch uh, old anthology shows from the 80s, 90s, and sometimes 2000s. And we're doing one from... The 80s. The 80s, baby. That's and this right. is uh, before I was even born. Yeah. This was, was it? Yep, yep. We were doing uh, the Ray Bradbury Theater mm-hmm. episode called The Ban- or Banshee. Yes, um, season and it, one, episode three. Episode I mean, six, six rather. Yeah, three times two. Hey, just almost there. Yeah. Uh, aired uh, February 22nd, 1986. Wow. I was just a... A weed lad? Your, no, I was just your a sperm. I, no, I, yeah, I was just a thing inside my mom at that point. I was two. 
I was a glint in me father's eye. Yeah. Oh, nice doing the Irish accent because uh, <laughs> today's episode actually takes place in Ireland. Wow. And do you know what the crazy thing about this? This is like based off of his actual. You, you read about this, right? Well, that's going to be even part of. Uh, okay, we'll talk about it later. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, we uh, do want to do a feature though, uh, real quick before we get into it. Can I do a, a IMD biatch? Yes, please do. I M D biatch. Okay, so for those uh, regular listeners, you know this segment is where we scour the IMDb pages and find all kinds of little trivia pieces that uh, these actors and directors have done. So just real quick, the uh, lead actor in this episode is Peter O'Toole. Amazing. He's, Iconic. Yeah, Iconic. He's famous for doing Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. That name's really familiar. Yeah, yeah. he's Lawrence of Arabia, one of the most famous the actor of all who time. plays yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. yeah. He was I mean, gay. He wasn't, yeah, the, the actual person. Yeah, space Lawrence. Up. Yeah, yeah. And died in a motorcycle accident. Whoa, yep. cool. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, it's all coming together. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, this is, that, that, was, that was totally unplanned, to be honest. And yeah. if that wasn't enough... Also, in uh, Peter O'Toole has a part in the movie Ratatouille, where he plays a critic, which is also what he does in this episode. He plays a critic. Yep. Wow. So uh, he's flamboyant too, by the flamboyant way. Flamboyant as hell. All get out. Do you think Peter O'Toole is also gay? Yes. I, and if he is, <laughs> if then he is? there's nothing wrong with that. No, of course not. More power to him. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I've, uh, so Peter O'Toole, the first actor. <laughs> Just kidding. The second actor is named Charles Martin Smith. He plays Doug in this episode. Do you he, remember where he's from? Yes. So he has done a couple of things. He was in another episode of uh, the Ray Bradbury Theater called Boys Raise Giant Mushrooms in Your Cellar. Dude, I raise a giant mushroom sometimes. You know what I, mean? I was waiting. Who, I was wondering who was going to take that hit once I set it up. Giant? Uh, it's, it's more like a criminelli mushroom. A criminelli. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a good-sized mushroom. It's fine. I'm... It's fine. I'm okay it's, with it's it. It's got mold on it. It's <laughs> how you use it. It's dirty. It's uh, got so dirt on besides, the you have to Sorry. wash it before you use it. <laughs> Jesus, you should <laughs> prevent UTIs. <laughs> Kernberry. <laughs> All right. So besides uh, this episode of uh, uh, Ray Bradbury Theater, he also did an episode of the '80s Twilight Zone called The Beacon. He also did an episode of Tales from the Crypt called Halfway Horrible. He mm. also did an episode That's of The Outer Limits called Blood life. Brothers. <laughs> He also did an episode of Goosebumps (laughs) called Escape from Horror Land. This guy's been in everything. Those are all things that you could apply to my sex life. (laughs) Halfway (laughs) Horrible, Escape from Horror Land. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, The next one we got is Jennifer Dale, who plays the Banshee. She was also in an episode of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Hour called Specialty of the House. She was also an episode of Ray Bradbury Theater called The Jar. She was in an 80s episode of The Twilight Zone called Selena is Dying. She was also in The Hitchhiker, an episode called A Function of Control. And she also did voiceover for the X-Men and Resident Evil for do, franchises. Do you think wow. that the, the Jar episode is about her sniffing Jenkins? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> that they were real. Jenkins not real. They are. It is. Well, it's real, but no one's done it. I feel like Actually, I'm sure people in third world countries do it for kicks. Uh, All right, so after the episode, we have to do it, and you know, we'll come back here and, and record in a week, and we'll we'll do jankum. We'll huff our jankum. I heard oh, that man. the best way to make jankum is you got to eat a lot of meat because you get more methane coming out of your hey. shit when you eat a lot uh, of high protein diet. So gross. Okay. 
Anyway, so our last little IMDb bit is about the taxi driver in this episode. His uh, actor's name is Michael Kopman. He was in a different episode of Ray Bradbury Theater called The Screaming Woman, which I feel like is kind of redundant because isn't that what a banshee is anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also in an episode Death of The Smitchy. Hitchhiker called Pawns. He was also in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called Tale of the Frozen Ghost, which we've done. And he was also in an episode of Goosebumps called Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, which we, we also have done. That was a good one. Yeah. So all these one. actors from this episode, they get around to do other anthology shows, too. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all of them. He's Hero the Tool, as well, too. Charles Martin Smith, Jennifer Dale, and Michael Copeman. We salute you. The uh, anthology circuit there. Love the, the just the yelling girls in the background just makes it even more terrifying. Hey, I, have I a know. Question. Is yes. there also a Canadian connection with these shows as well as Goosebumps? Because I know Goosebumps and what? Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's all Canadian, right? They are filmed in Canada, yeah. How about these ones? Like, uh, no, so this was actually... Filmed in Ireland, I believe, no? Ireland. It takes place in Ireland, but as far as the show goes, uh, the Ray Bradbury Theater had uh, lots of... had Every season had different things that they did. This, because it's the first season, has a little extra clip that they do uh, as far as the intro, and we'll get into that in just a second. But yeah, they do they do some cool stuff, just mm. nothing in Canada, unfortunately. Okay. So that's oh. going to be our IMD biatch. Well, it is. it does have Alberta Filmworks as one of their uh, production companies. So. Yep, yep. So there's the Canadian close. connection. Oh, okay, yeah. So Hashtag that, Canadian know. connection. Y'all Ooh. please tweet at us. I'd watch that movie. At Shorten's Boogie. I had a friend who was a Canadian connection back in the day. Was she hot? No, he um, was, was he, he hot. hot? <laughs> nice. No, he he used to when we were in high school. He used to uh, go up to the Canadian border and get some kind kind weed. He'd get some kind, but I'm not lying. He <laughs> would have to like kayak across this lake and then go to literally a fence, and they would exchange money and then give him the like pounds and pounds and pounds of weed. Wow, cool. And one time he was coming back down, and he ran out of gas. Uh oh. And. Uh, and he, yeah, he ended up, uh, he got out of it. It was fine, but yeah. I ended up banging his girlfriend. Hell yeah. Mm. Well, we salute you too. Big up to all people of whatever stars and stripes you represent. All right. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, before we get into it, like we always do, uh, Tom likes to always forget, but we do drinking game rules. <laughs> um, I mean, the one that really comes to mind first is. Uh, Oh, Jesus, where's my Every notes? time you're bored or confused. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Um, I have my note here. If you do, do yours. Okay. Uh, oh, no, no. Every time they say Banshee. Okay. Banshee. They always make a point of saying, like, It frustrated me to no end that they kept phrasing it that way. And I, I didn't, I, I thought it was, a, I'm like, is this? They were saying it like there's a space between Banshee. Ban- ban- oh, that is annoying. Yeah. Um, I got, uh, every time, uh, they call, uh, every time John calls Doug kid, take a drink. Yeah. Every time they take a drink, take a drink. Every mm-hmm. time you hear the lame ass banshee sound, which isn't a moaning. Peter a- O'Toole like wants to get his drinks in too, by the way, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, he does. Like he answers the door with a cocktail in his hand. I, I'm like, is this guy Tom? Well, I can't say my last name. <laughs> Future Tom? Future Tom. Well, I mean, I won't live that long, so it's okay. Uh, but Douglas Rogers, um, I remember him from American Graffiti. Yes. He was also in, I guess... And he's fantastic. Sequel. He's a great actor. He is. He does... He steals the show. He, he Actually, I think he's better than Peter O'Toole in this episode. They are both trying their best. Yeah, they, they did great. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, do you want to talk about the intro um, with Ray Bradbury before the episode itself? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before, but yeah, was briefly. this one a little different? Well, this is the only one that we've, uh, the only other episode of Ray Badbury Theater that we've done. The one before that was uh, A Sound of Thunder, which we all enjoyed. Um, this one, uh, at the intro, it's got the cool synthy music, and you basically see Brad Bar- uh, Bradbury puttering around his office. Which is really cool because he talks about how he looks at just like things, he'll, he, he puts things in his office and will just create a story from looking at it. That's right? his inspiration. When did yeah. he die? I thought he died a long time ago. I um, know the 80s, but. Ray Bradbury, I got it right here. Um, let me pull it up. So Ray Bradbury from uh, Illinois died in L.A. in 2012. What? Rip. Yeah. Rip. 2012. He was ni- uh, born in 1920, so that means he was aged 91 years. Wow. Rip. Yeah. I One of my I favorite read. authors. Well, yeah, we love Ray Bradbury here, so uh, watch yourself, counselor. No, I like him. I-, I read when I was a kid. I had a short story book by him, and I had a something wicked this, this way, way comes. comes. Yes, yeah. that's something, one of our favorites. That is. Yeah. One of I'm getting goosebumps. My, that is one of my <laughs> favorite books of all time. I'm not lying. Like I, for those I was like, playing the at-home uh, drinking game, every time Tom gets uh, goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not lying. That is one of my favorite books of all time. It changed my life. I, I read it on the train from from Boston to. Oh, hey, buds. Can I introduce a drinking game, even though I didn't see the episode? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Go for it. Every time you hear a, a bark, I. Yep. 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 Or you hear a little kid going. <laughs> bouncing that, balls. Yeah. And also. Oh, there's another people are gonna get drunk. Everybody, be careful, please. <laughs> yeah. Watch yourself. I wonder how many people we've killed from this. <laughs> so besides, uh, so Jeff besides the weird uh, intro, uh, one of the things that I thought was really funny was uh, he goes, "What will it be today? What will I write my story about?" And like the camera zooms around his room. I don't know if you noticed this that there's a little wooden doll yeah, well, that yeah. he zooms in on. Next to that wooden doll, it says "Dark's Youthful Elixir." And it's like a youth potion, which makes it's so funny that it zooms in on that because it makes it seem like Ray Bradbury's hella vain and is like wants to be young again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't I, we all? I mean, well, <laughs> back to and the, how back to the whole thing about um, something the wicked this way comes is like the whole story is about um, you know the dad wanting to like yearning for his youth and, and feeling his age all of a sudden, and the two boys in it, Will and um, I can't remember his other name. But like they're, you know, it's the whole story between be, being young and being old. So that makes sense. It's this is all his fascination with being young again. Young boys. Uh, so the way the episode starts is uh, our uh, one of our protagonists, uh, Doug Rogers. He's riding in a taxi cab uh, in the I- Ireland, I guess, countryside. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to see uh, a man named John Hampton. Mm-hmm. Um, as he's been driven around, uh, the cab driver says he's a screen cinema writer instead of just a screenwriter. I love the when they're showing like the the, the countryside. I love that time of day, like the the um, magic hour. The magic hour. It's beautiful, and and like I've been in Ireland, and during that time, it's just fucking gorgeous. I'm jealous. Yeah, been a couple times. Well, the ca- taxi driver s- establishes that the guy they're going to go see, John Hampton, is a brilliant director and also a noted womanizer. <laughs> yeah, he knows everything. He somehow is just, like, so well-versed on... I mean, I guess it's, like, you know, a small Irish town, and this guy's, like, a borderline celebrity, you know, critic, celebrity kind of person. Well, the cab driver is, like, so ominous. He goes, God be with you. God be with you. If he's got to be with someone, he's got to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so Doug goes to the door, knocks, and then when John answers the door, like we were saying, he greets the he's like, greets him, hey kid, and gives him a glass of whiskey. And I was like, yes, please. Did you notice during this entire episode that there's like a, an extreme lack of music during any of it? Well, the only music I kind of noted was like some weird like Irish like flute that's playing when like he drives up. But yeah, I think that it's supposed to be silent to accentuate the the moaning of the banshee. I'm guessing. I, I think so. I don't know. The, the, I mean, we'll get into it at the end, but the, this whole episode was very confusing to me. That's why I said take a drink every time it's, you're confused, because that's how I felt. The first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell? And I had to do a little research to kind of have a little bit more light shed on the actual scenario of what's happening. Did you, I, I thought early on, like, um, uh, Peter O'Toole reminded me of, like, what... Uh, Willem Dafoe would be in like 10 years from now. Like, yep. Y- you know what I mean? Like, yep. just like good acting, but also just like so weird. Weird, <laughs> exactly. I, it's like I kept on thinking, I'm like, this is going to be Willem Dafoe at the end of his. Did you see The Lighthouse? Yeah. That's like. What did you think? I loved it. Did you see Antichrist where you saw his dick? I watched the scene on- <laughs> online, but I didn't see the movie. How was it? <laughs> They Confusingly like, large, huge, but it's like doesn't blow you away when you see it. I probably just watch a lot of porn. Do you think yeah. it was? <laughs> it's hard to impress. Do you me. think any? <laughs> it's hard to impress you. I love that. So uh, John uh, welcomes Doug into his new place, uh, and Doug has written a screenplay that he's here to show John and show basically what he's been working on recently. And uh, this, we're, we're led to believe he's a pretty prolific screenplay writer. Yes. Scriptwriter. However, when he shows up, his screenplay looks conservatively 20 pages long, yeah. and it's not bound at all. Yeah, and those, those who are not familiar with like screenwriting, it's like uh, one minute per page is basically what it is. So that's a tw- it's, a, it's a short. That's a 20-minute indie short, basically. Yeah. Um, and they also say later that it needs to be cut. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so it's already too long. 20 minutes, we need a 10-minute one. <laughs> cut out this, cut out that. Uh, I have one thing to talk about that really drove me nuts. Let's hear it. What do you think about his pants? Oh, whose pants? Doug's or John's? Uh, John's. Why don't you go ahead and sound off? Tell me what you think. His knickerbockers? <laughs> what, are nick- what are knickerbockers? They're like three quarter pants. We have like the really high socks. Oh, gross! And like they're like just below the knees. Cargo pockets? No, no, no. High waters? Oh, I will. Is that what those are? I think that's a, one yeah. of the names for them. Did you guys ever have the uh, cargo pants that zipped off at the knee? Of course, <laughs> yeah, I had ones good. that zipped off at the knee and then also <laughs> zipped off at the three quarter knickerbocker oh, length. Nice, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, I never knew they made those. They did. Of course, wow. John would have them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're I can... like, I need another place to put my skittles inside of. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I never unzipped them too low because I was too self conscious about my fat thighs. Oh, so no. I just let them ride. <laughs> um, did you guys ever have Jenkos? Uh, Jankums? No. <laughs> did you have? I had Jankos. You yeah. did? Yeah. Did I think I was a little too young for the Jankos. Yeah. But I wanted to have them. I sagged my pants like crazy when I was like twelve and listened to a lot of new metal. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite new metal band? Slipknot. Ah. Uh, backwards K. Slipknot. Corn. Oh wait, Corn is the corn backwards is letter. The, yeah. There's no. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's there's no backwards letter in Slipknot. They're just backwards. I liked, I liked uh, music. obviously, Deftones. Still love them. There's Mudvayne. Mudvayne. Uh, Mudvayne. Static X. Oh, I had a Static <laughs> X CD. Linkin Park, I had Hybrid Theory. Oh, I hated them too. 
Yeah, I would get really sad and listen to them. <laughs> Thought I had really grown up feelings at twelve years old. Just because you said mud, do, do you guys like mud honey? Mud honey is like a right. grunge nineties. Yeah, no, it just you said much different. Mud oh. veins. So I actually saw them at the Burger Boogaloo in, here in Oakland. Like, shout out to Burger Boogaloo. Yeah, R.I.P. Burger Boogaloo. Yeah. Oh, that Burger sucks. Records is canceled. Oh. We used to, we used to, yeah. speaking of my pick of the week. We used to go play frisbee where they would uh, host that up here in Oakland. Mosswood Park. Mosswood. Yeah. And they would be fucking soaking wet in the middle. You'd fucking fall on your ass. and That's fucking probably bum piss. Comes, oh. comes with it. That's how the game's played, my friend. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, so yeah, he's got these like like old school like knickerbocker p- pants on. And he's kind of parading around his place. Uh, and he's really fucking throwing some shade at, at Douglas. Yeah, so John says that his uh, his lady, Clara, has left the manor, and Doug has left his wife and kids back in Dublin. So it's just John and Doug alone in this big old creepy manor all by themselves. Uh, and John's reading the pages that Doug's brought, and it takes him like five seconds to read each page. He's just taking them, and he's throwing them on the ground. Yeah, and again, to, sorry to, uh, to go off the off of the beat real quick but can we talk about haircuts oh god i at a certain point you just gotta call it and say you know what i don't have a hairline so i should just lose this hair but well both of them both of them have bizarre hair one of them has clearly a toupee o'toole o'toole has the most obvious toupee here uh coop look at this this is o'toole's <laughs> haircut and this is oh, uh wow. yeah and that's the uh Charles Martin Smith's haircut. It's pretty it, bad. You know who else had an awful toupee? Or I don't know if it was awful, but it was jarring to see. Did you watch The Strain? No. I heard Did you good watch The Strain? Yeah. Yeah, that vampire show. Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? The guy who he's in um, House of Cards, but he's the main guy in The Strain. Here, look it up. Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll. Yeah. Corey Stoll is bald as a fucking oh, yeah. bowling look ball. Look at him. Look at him. And yeah. And that's am, like his thing. You and I have more hair than him. I mean, he looks good with a bald head, but in the strain in like the first season, I think they put a shitty. Actually, it's not shitty. It just seems shitty because you don't believe it. You know, as bald men, I feel like it's a it's a fucking sham that we have to put these hair pieces on. I agree. We're, we're good looking guys. Yeah. Jason Statham. Larry David. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> The hottest bald guy I can think of. You know, he's. I, I remember reading like when I first was like um, shaving my head like a couple years ago. When I was actually over here, yeah, I remember like reading an article where he was like, "There's some women who find uh, a man who is unabashedly bald like mm-hmm. very attractive. Like you just can rock it, you know." Like uh, Patrick Stewart. And and also we'll never we'll look the same age for that's true. 20, 30 years. I mean, we're, again, we're not gonna live that long. I'm not fully bald yet. Let's take it. No, you're not at all. No, but you look great. It, see, that's the thing. When I shave my head, you can't really tell. But when it grows out a little bit, you're yeah. like, "Ooh, that's thin." See, when I shave my head, it's a little different from yours. You, you, you still got a little more coverage than I do. A little bit, but I mean, I'm a couple years behind you. I think I'll be right where you are. When okay, you're... rub it in. I get you. Old fuck. Fucking bitch. Bitch ass. Anyway, uh, back to the the sod. So um, back at the sod, uh, <clears throat> basically. Uh, John is stops mid sentence, uh, talking to Doug, and he basically thinks that he's hearing something off camera, and he explains that a banshee is making noise out in the woods, and he says that a banshee heralds the death of someone nearby, and he says perhaps it's us. So it's kind of setting up this creep factor, 
and trying to make it so that way whenever you hear the sound effects that you yourself as a viewer are creeped out. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't, I just keep going. I, I, I was so confused about so many aspects of this that I just want to wait till we get to like a, over a couple of them so we can kind of have like hash it out. Okay, so John, uh, he basically says how he's plowed hundreds of women. Okay. And he literally uh, says plowed. Nice. Like I, that's that the verbiage that he literally uses. Literally, it's plowing women, LOL. <laughs> and uh, so John takes out a newspaper article and he says it's from the London Newspaper Times. And he says it's a review of Doug's most recent book of short stories. Uh, he says that the article. Uh, talks shit about how he's a hack, Doug doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and Doug's like, let me see that. And before he can take a look at it, John throws it in the, right fire, in the fire and burns it. Yep. And he says, oh, I was just joking. That was just a joke. I wrote that. That wasn't real. Now let's spend the next hour cutting your scenes. Like I said, this is where they're going to cut his 20-page screenplay even and shorter. And this guy's just a fucking critic. He is. Like, how is he, like, cutting the scenes for this movie? Well, he's a critic... In the sense that he wrote this article, but he also is a director. Mm, yeah, right. That's so right, he's right. writing the pages for him. John yeah. takes out uh, this newspaper review, throws it in the trash, and then all of a sudden the banshee sound happens again, and John encourages Doug to go outside and go check out and see what the banshee is doing. He's like, why don't you go out there and give it some company? And he like puts on his coat, and he like does like the torador... He's like, come on! It, 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 no, no, um, that's not that's not the word. It's um, matador. Matador. Mm -hmm. That's like it reminds me of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, Elaine has the what she thinks is a matador. Um, anyway, um, so there's this great thing where there's some. They talk about an animal that walks on two legs. So yes, 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 yes. That that happens shortly. Uh, essentially, I like the vigor of um, of uh, Peter O'Doyle. Yeah, I love his vigor. He, like he's just so conniving, and he's like, "Don't you know I'm just kidding, yo?" Yeah, he's just got this spite to him. I love it. He seems like you don't know if you're supposed to like him or hate him. He's like so naturally likable, but he's acting like a total piece of shit. Um, what did? It... What did you think about when they first start talking about him going out to the to see the Banshee? At first, I thought it was pretty much what Doug thought, where he just wasn't sure if it was going to be real or not. He thought it was just like a setup. And I was like, okay, cool. It's totally a setup, too. This guy's fucking with him. He doesn't really like him. It's kind of like a love-hate relationship uh, between the two men. Uh, but Doug goes outside knowing that it's another trick. And he's like, fine, no, you know what? I'll go check it out. Why don't you just chill out? I'll go I'll go explore. And he wanders outside and discovers a woman dressed in white who's humming. Not screaming, not wailing like a banshee. She's making a very quiet humming. That's kind of cool. I thought that part was kind of cool. Why? Because it subverts expectations? Well, it's it, exactly. It's exactly what you said. And, and like it also it's like this kind of thing, like like a humming person is like um, this is dumb, but like I've played this game uh, wh uh, where like you are getting chased by a outdoor spirit, and when you when she gets close to you, she starts humming, uh, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, we've talked about this uh, that game before. We love this game, but no, but it's just like when she gets close to you, she starts humming, and it's it's like this weird thing of me like that's usually a very like motherly 
sound. Well, also but it's terrifying. Also on this podcast, I've also told the story about uh, when I went to go trim weed, and some Irish dude was telling me about a banshee, and it scared the shit out of me. Mm. Do you want to rehash it? Well, just basically, no intended. basically, this guy was talking about banshee, and I had no idea what the hell a banshee was, and he was saying. Oh, it's like a witch who lives out in the forest who comes to get you, and when you, when she's coming for you, it's a scream, and it's one long sustained scream, but it stops, and it's to your right, it's to your left, it's all over the place, but it's one scream that like, oh, like that, terrifying. and he told me this at night, like in the middle of nowhere, like up in Humboldt County, and it scared the living shit out of me. I thought I didn't know what the hell to believe if it was true or not. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. I actually, when I, I went to a Scientology camp. What? It's a long story. Okay, well, we won't get into this, but go ahead. I'm not going to get into the Scientology stuff. I'm not a Scientologist, for Thank the record. God. You might Thank lose you. a lot of listeners. No, <laughs> but my aunt and uncle are, and they sent me to a camp. Anyway, that's a story for another day. Anyway, but when I was there, this one of the uh, like people that worked there told me... Um, this story that was pretty freaky, because um, this was in New Mexico, and there's a lot of like uh, lakes in the certain region that we were at. And he was telling me a story about how he was uh, fishing um, at one end of this lake uh, at a little cabin that's kind of on the water. And the story, um, it wasn't a banshee story, but it was a La uh, La Llorona story, or you know that. La La Rona, okay. You know go about ahead. that, right? Well, we'll search it while you talk. Go ahead. You guys don't know about La La Rona? It's we a, will. It's, well, a, it's a very popular Mexican, uh, uh, like, boogie person. Okay. Non-binary. The wailing woman. <laughs> look out for the yes, bailing. Yes. Look out for the... Or yeah. also known as the crier. It's like a Mexican About a woman banshee. who drowned her children in, in mourns their death for eternity. Yeah. Roaming Latin America areas as uh, ghost apparition. Multiple variations exist. Yeah. As in common from oral tradition. But he told me this story that he was fishing on the side of the lake, and uh, he was with like a friend or whatever. I don't think he was by himself, but he was, and they heard like a late a woman screaming like really faintly from the other side of the lake, and so they they could barely hear it. And then slowly, like it starts coming around, like getting louder and louder, just kind of a sustained scream, and it's getting closer and closer to them. They get all freaked out, and so they run another cabin and lock the doors, and you know. They hear it like outside for a while, and then it fades away. Ooh, that's freaking yeah. me out right now. And then they come outside in the morning, and they're uh, the uh, they they're like trash is all ripped up. Probably a bear or something, but the screaming that's so crazy, is a little though. crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, don't know if it's true. I love it. Didn't happen to me, but it's you know it's a story. We love that kind of folklore. In fact, yeah. I have a little trivia about uh, banshees later on. So oh. Let's uh, keep that there. That's a teaser. It's a, we Tune call in the, later. In the industry, you call it a teaser. Stay tuned, folks. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Um, I have some candy to eat. Um, mm. So we'll do uh, one of our favorite segments around here called Candy Talk. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. Find that devil. All right, so let's talk about a candy. That's right. What's so, that song? Tastes like candy. Wow. so familiar. Mow, mow, you know, that's mow, a, no, no, I'm dead serious. I know, I know it is. And the guy goes, wow, now. It comes on at work. Uh, <laughs> it does. I've heard the song numerous times before. Candy. Who is that? 
Doesn't Jamie, matter. pull that up. <laughs> uh, let me get our... <laughs> anyway... Our, I gotta stop doing that. Uh, we're doing this uh, week, we were talking about um, a type of gummy bear called Albanese Gummy Bear. It's the world's best. This is a collection of gummy bears. There's 12 flavors in one bag. We got cherry, strawberry, mango, pineapple, lemon, orange, green apple, watermelon, pink grapefruit, lime, blue raspberry, and grape. And it is the world's only Albanian gummy bear. They're not Albanian. They are oh. Albanese. It's uh. the brand name. They are from the United States. Okay. Misle- uh, misleading. 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 False. Fake news. Cameo. It's, it's the brand. <laughs> yeah, Cameo did it. He also is known for doing Word Up. Word up. That's that voice. That's yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Word up. It's like candy. I can feel it when you walk. And when, even when you talk, it takes over me. You're so dandy. I can't read right, through yeah. this. Very I suggestive. Yeah, sexual. Uh, 1986 album. Was the same year as this episode we're watching? Oh. oh, my God. It's all coming together. Uh, so what do you guys think about these gummy bears? Is this uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Oh, these are. This is, uh, if I had another hand, I would give it. Three thumbs up. I'm giving it. All right, well now, you, now mine doesn't sound as good because I'm giving it two thumbs up. I'm yeah. giving it two thumbs up as well. well you can give it um, big an uncircumcised uh, penis. Thumbs up. up and a circumcised penis. Three oh. thrombones. Three you, thrombones. Your uh, your thing's a little crooked oh, under I'm your nose. Yeah, that's not allowed. I'm sorry. I was All correcting right. Dan. Uh, the big sniff on his. Uh, what do you call this thing? It's a septum ring. Yeah, a septum ring. Yeah. Okay, an idiot ring. I tried to wait to get one until they weren't as trendy. He's alternative. I'm a pr- pretty chill dude. Wow. I'm I'm chill, but yet I have a dark side. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I could say that about all, most of our fans, right? You're like every girl that we used to, when we always to work together like in 2013, you're, you're like every single girl. Or, I'm not or like guy, most or girls. Guy too, or guy. I have a septum ring and a tattoo of a rose. What was the name of the dude? That, oh, we can't say his name. Uh, he, he had the, he was a, the, cr- the crust punk guy. He worked Which in one? Finch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hate, I can't, no. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> All right. He's and now we're going to get back to our episode proper. Um, <laughs> so Doug's already outside, and he's talking to the Banshee, and uh, the Banshee asks about a man who lives in the mansion. And this is when she says, an animal on two legs, a man who wipes his hands on flesh and uses girls like napkins. I, oh, by the way, I loved how bold Doug Doug was. That's like, my kind of guy. Yeah, dude, he he just he go. He's like obviously in a weird spot. He's getting pressured by this critic slash writer director director, and he's like, I'm just gonna go out and, and even though this is terrifying, because like, dude, when he goes out there, like, you hear these this wailing, and you're not sure if he. At this point, you're not sure if he thinks it's like some sort of um, joke plot, or not. Joke. He's had a, numerous jokes played on him at this point by John. Would you, in this situation, would you go and confront if, this? If the person who was setting me up wouldn't shut shut up about it and wouldn't let let go, I would be like, yeah, fine. I'll go see your fucking prank and we'll go play this thing out and then we can get down to business. Uh, I probably would have been just as fed up as he was, probably. Yeah, it, it, I think for me, anger. Um, overpowers fear, in my opinion. Yes, and that's a big theme in this whole thing. There is, exactly. I'll put put a pin in that. Uh, I agree. Um, so uh, the banshee says that she's been uh, talking about her loved one, whose name is William, and she thinks that this person 
John is William, her old lover. Mm-hmm. Doug says she's mistaken. Um, the Banshee says, why don't you go inside and bring him out here, and I'll lay down with him and never get up again. There's some really poetic, cool Dude, stuff that okay. Bradbury writes. Yeah, and I, and I feel like I've never read the the short story or whatever it's based off of, uh-huh. but I feel like that story would be fucking rad as fuck. Bradbury doesn't write a lot of horror. He typically writes primarily sci-fi and sometimes just regular fiction. Do you yeah. think it'd be Radbury? Oh my god! Nice. Uh, t- everyone, take a drink. Uh, take a drink. Cause <laughs> even if you, if you not drink, no, actually, if you don't have drink, don't drink. But drinks, drink uh, a sprite. No duels. No, duels are gross. So, my favorite line in this whole episode is is when uh, he, uh, Doug says to the banshee, he "Goes uh, <clears throat> the banshee says to him, go inside or you'll catch your death.'" And he goes, "Well, what about you?" And then she goes, "I've caught mine a long time ago." That's so cool. It that is, is so. Really that cool. is so cool. That to me, that it was such a cool fucking line, and I I love that whole thing of like. I mean, I've talked about this off off air. I've talked about this. You do with like the stuff that happens in my hometown, where I've Filmington have these these stories of like where people have run into people who are like, you don't even know, like I'm from a different time, kind of thing. And I think it's so fucking that is such a hey, that's a drink. Hey, bud, mm-hmm. it's been going on. All right. Well, the banshee moans and says she'll be waiting for uh, John all night long. How does she? Does she go? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's hella lame. She just goes like. Mm. That's fucking piss poor banshee. Mm. Yeah, it's not screaming at all. It's like not humming. screaming. It's not sexual. So Doug goes back inside. Well, she also—is it her that says it or him? Where she's like, uh, "I want you to lay down forever, like a rock in a cold stream, or something like that." Yep, that she's talking about how what she'll do when John steps outside. So Doug goes back in, and he's unsure of whether he really saw Banshee or not because John again greets him with a whiskey right in the front door, and he's like, "Come on, kid, very good show." And uh, uh, John says that the bad newspaper article he read earlier was actually a real newspaper article, and it was written by him. And he says, "Why don't you check the newspaper tomorrow, and you'll see that it was real." And but it was written as a joke. So again, it's just kind of saying that you don't know what's real and what's not according to what John says. I thought, at this point, I thought he was a reverse vampire. Like from The Simpsons? Like, like Take a drink, that? everyone. If you guys are like, playing this short and spooky drinking game, drink every time we do a Simpsons reference. I thought he was a reverse vampire. Like, he just... What is a reverse vampire? They can only come out in the daytime and can't stay out at night. Oh. Because <laughs> that's why he, that's why he was sending... You don't he, seem that excited. That's no, why he, It's not that cool. I mean, it just... Literally the exact opposite of a vampire. So they're really tan, and they they put blood in you. Yeah, they put blood in you. <laughs> they're phlebotomists. They're like, yeah. I'm O negative, universal donor. So here's some blood for you. Blood for you. Here's Look under your seat. You, There's bro. some blood for you too. You get blood. You get blood. Um. Blood. So John says that the banshee was a joke. He's like, that wasn't real either. So that means that Doug's experience was supernatural. So the way Doug describes the banshee, he goes. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, and she's waiting for you outside right now. What did you think? Uh, we can't. We can't rate this person. Just real quick, rate this person. We can. We'll do it later. So, uh, basically, the idea of having a beautiful young lady who wants to see him, John's horniness overpowers his fear. And horniness. He, 
Horny. A horniness. Yeah, he's like, oh, damn, there's a hot chick outside who, like, wants me, and she's out there right now. Even though it's, like, hella sketchy and dangerous, he's still like, okay, I'm in. I'm on board. Hashtag relatable. Yeah, right? (laughs) Especially with everything that's going on right now. Jeez Louise. COVID or hot sex? (laughs) (laughs) I saw your your brain trying to... The big sniff's on fire. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just smoking. It's just ashes. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, so well, anyway, just to wrap this episode up, Doug reveals uh, that she's dead and that he's she, not afraid of the dead either. No, he's not. John thinks that it's a joke on him and he doesn't believe him. So he goes outside. And then the very last scene, uh, John's standing outside and the banshee's wailing from off screen. Uh, and John just gesper- desperately tries to come back inside and he's like shaking the door handle, but Doug is too scared to answer the door and he just backs away until all of a sudden the struggling stops. And that's the way the episode ends, my friend. Yeah. And this was okay. Now that we can, it leaves a lot open to interpretation. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you explain what you, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I watched this three times and I did not fucking get it once. What I think happened? Or just in general, like what, what? I think that what happened is that a screenwriter went to go visit a director on an Irish countryside, and the guy had set him up for numerous fake like jokes. And when he sets him up for the final one of a banshee being outside trying to terrorize him, he takes him up at his word to try to see if this is really true. The writer goes outside, finds out that this banshee is real, and when he says that to this uh, director, he director doesn't believe him. So basically, he's calling his uh, he's call, calling his bluff exactly. And when the director goes outside, he's consumed by the banshee and he's killed. That's the way I see it. But again, it's open to interpretation. So did did the writer in his works? create this thing or is it something that had been there forever because it just seems kind of odd that all of a sudden it's no because remember there's this part where um john the director reads out of an old book about what a banshee is so a banshee was already real it's already established he's just trying to use it to scare him or is it what's known as a tulpa you familiar with that no that's another um crypto nid or whatever they're called well yeah kind of it's a uh a tulpa is a thing, I think, whether it's a person or a creature that comes into existence because someone believes in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it could be anything. I. Uh, it's, it's like when your imagination becomes so strong that you... you yeah, yeah, yeah. I had you, an ex-girlfriend who had that very idea about aliens. She's like, whenever you start thinking or talking about extraterrestrial aliens, it means you're about to be abducted. So every time I'd ever talk about it, she'd be like, shut up. No, no, I don't want to be abducted. And I'd be like, All Do you right. know anyone that has ever claimed to be abducted? Nope. I claim to be abducted. Really? No. But no. I do have a really mysterious scar. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> on we, my already, we already talked about her all scar. Is it on this side or this side? I have a really weird scar around the base of my penis. Look, is it here? Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, you, you have that little scar right here. You see that? Yeah. So it's a pretty fat scar, though. It's a good scar. I don't I don't know how that got there. You don't know? I don't know how that got there. I, did, I, I think it might be an implant. I, I've had, I, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I have, um, I've had like two or three nights, two or three nights. Two or three. Um, where uh, I've just had completely lost time. 
And I, I've like, I'd like woken up like. And let's not forget what a coworker of ours said about you. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, we've talked about it before. We we've had a conspiracy theory. Oh, you guys have talked about it. But it'd be yeah. for new listeners. Uh, for those we... new listeners, Tom is a reptilian. Mm-hmm. His reptilian. eyes do not dilate properly, and according to ex coworker Dan, er, <laughs> we uh, believe that he is a reptilian. Reptilian. Uh, when and I, when I Tom touched... has yet to this point uh, made a statement about whether that's true or not. Uh, re- did he say reptilian or you're a hybrid? Uh, I think he said. I have reptilian blood. Interesting. Because like when Doesn't I that mean you should be like a politician though. Yeah, you should. You're yeah. Mr. Calling. No, dude. I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like the I'm like the shitty Ken, the Kennedy relative <laughs> where I'm just like the one that's like nah, he could have been he, he had all everything was there for him, but no, he didn't take it. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I when I touch light bulbs, they go out and things like that. And what? Yeah, I, I have all the symptoms for uh, reptilian O negative. English descent, Irish descent, uh, ugly. Hey, come on. Don't say you're they're not, not my ugly. Friend, you're Tom. very handsome. I just, I just want to be a freak compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, do well, you want to get into our... Rating. And how do we rate things around here? We do it on... Creepy, creepy Crawlers! All that's, right. That's a good one. Sorry, I didn't do Tom, it. Tom, why don't right. you start us off, buddy? Uh, okay. Um, I chose this episode just because um, I recognized, you know, Peter O'Toole and, and uh, Charles Martin Smith. Um, I didn't know who Jennifer Dale was, but uh, I love Ray Bradbury. I think he's got these really cool concepts, even if it doesn't always pan out in his TV shows. He always has a very interesting view. And when I learned that this was basically based off of his interaction when he was making, um, what movie was it that basically was his, Moby Dick? Moby Dick. So this is basically I'll, him, like the way he felt when he's interacting with the, the the director of Moby Dick. I thought that was really cool. Like he basically like was like, "All right, you want to be a fucking dickhead to me? I'm gonna make you know a short story and then eventually a TV series or a TV show about this." The actors themselves are great. They do well. The plot's thin. You can definitely tell this is like him just like doing like a like a pot shot at uh, what what's his name? Who was the uh, director for Movie Dick? His name is John Hudson. John Hudson, yeah. And and uh, the main character's name, uh, John Hampton, <laughs> like very close. So so close. Yeah. Um, you know, going down our our, our basic things. Uh, acting great. Uh, entertainment, minuscule, I think. Uh, and I'm not going to go to the other categories, but I would not show this to someone else. Um, so I'm going to have to give it a... F- because the acting was pretty good, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 creepy crawlers. Whoa. That was way higher than I expected. Hey. Sometimes the Iceman thaws, buddy. Damn. All right. Iceman's well, thawing I, I out just, on I you. I just thought that the, the acting, like like the whole, I love the whole thing with um, uh, with Douglas, who's also, you know, named after the director. I liked how his character like was like, okay, call it out. Well, I'm going to go and call it out. I'm playing the, the critic, the person that you and I are, the, like the skeptic. But yeah, six out of ten creepy crawlers. And that is Tommy the Thawing Iceman. Ratings of the week. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Um, I, I, too, do not have the grading rubric in front of me, and it doesn't really matter if I did or not. I did not have fun watching this episode, and I would not recommend it to other people to watch. I think that there probably is got to be a stronger uh, episode of Ray Bradbury Theater. I feel like the, the, the short story itself in, in, in written form is probably way better. Yeah, I wish I could take that into account, but I have to just judge it on what we watched. You know, you know what? what I mean? Hey, we got to stick to our guns. Got to stick to our guns. Um, I would not show this to anyone else, so automatically it's going to be less than five. Okay. Um, I was bored and confused for most of it, so that's going to have to bring me down to a 3.5. Um, it's going to be my creepy crawler score for this week. Um, I just There's very few things about it that I found re- redeeming. So uh, You didn't like the theme of like, this guy creating his whole fucking fake narrative and, and I don't think that it, I feel like it could have been better executed. I feel like there was so too much confusion as to what was going on and why it's like, it didn't really, it wasn't clear. It could have been more it clear. It, no, it was that I understand 100%, but like, I think it was kind of cool how like this guy has clearly spent, you know, most of his professional clear career, excuse me, like toying with with people and that he thinks he's going to troll, and then suddenly something that he spawned out of his own bullshit is is going to come back and what we don't know. I mean, maybe kill him. Do you, I mean, is that where his standing is that this thing killed him or took him with her? Right. Like I thought that was kind of cool that this guy finally got done in by his own fucking comeuppance. I agree. I think that there is definitely there it could a, have been better executed. Yeah, definitely. exactly. There was like a there was a story there that could have been uh, well done. Again, like I said, I bet you in the book it's probably more clear and and more uh, straightforward. But yeah, I um I you know what I'm gonna retract my rating to a five. Okay, that's fair. Um, and I also am you know Ray Bradbury's like we well, love Ray Bradbury. We love him. That's so. not to be. That's not. Uh, I no try not to that. factor that into the story or my rating. I'm sorry, but I just think that I also love the fact that he's fucking using this as a dig at uh, the guy that he worked with. Like that's a fucking badass thing to do. Is like, well, throw I might your as well pos. Exactly. I might as well just throw this in here now. We'll do a really quick John's trivia. All right. John's trivia. So just to clarify uh, exactly what we're talking about, uh, the episode called Banshee is an autobiographical story written by Ray Bradbury in the September 1984 issue of The Gallery. It was later adapted by Ray Bradbury into an episode of Ray Bradbury Theater. The story is based on Ray Bradbury's experiences with John Huston during pre-production of the film Moby Dick. Directed by Huston and adapted into a screenplay by Ray Bradbury from Herman Melville's novel. So in... Banshee, the director and the writer, share an identical relationship. However, Bradbury puts supernatural twist into the story by making one of John's ghost's tales true. Unbeknownst to John, the property of the Irish uh, Irish countryside is really haunted by a Banshee, a wailing female spirit. Despite his fear, Doug converses with a ghost who has mistaken John for William, a former resident of the house who was her unfaithful lover when she was alive. Oh yeah, we didn't really talk about that. Well... She calls him William, but it doesn't make any sense. And again, you're watching this. You don't have any of this backstory. No you backstory. don't know what that means. Um, angered by John's cruel behavior earlier in the evening, Doug returns to the house and goads John into venturing out into the night to meet the Banshee, knowing that she intends to kill John slash William. 
At the last minute, Doug has a second thought and unsuccessfully tries to convince John not to meet the end. However, John goes outside and confronts her anyway. So that's what the original story is, and I guess it makes the episode slightly more interesting, knowing that, that it was be, based if, if on it was real stuff. Like that, that would be a way better episode. Right? The other thing that I have is basically some folklore information about what a banshee is. So a banshee from Irish folklore is known as a wailing uh, spirit around the countryside that heralds the death of a family member. We have, In the studio, we have the screaming spirit. Hmm. No, we we when when uh, when I used to live here, we had the screaming spirit. Screaming spirit. All right. <laughs> so the banshee sometimes has long streaming hair and wears a gray cloak over a green dress. Her eyes are red from continual weeping. Some accounts of her standing unnaturally tall are recorded, uh-huh. although the major majority of her. Ooh. You like that? No, that's really creepy. I legit shivered. Some of them, yeah, some of them are she's unnaturally tall, although the majority of tales describe her height as being short. The banshee stature is anywhere between one and four feet tall. There's exceptional shortness goes alongside the description of her as an old woman that can be seen out at night as a shrouded spirit under the trees, lamenting with a veiled face or flying past the moonlight, crying bitterly. The cry of the spirit is a mournful beyond all all sounds on earth and betokens certain death to someone who is nearby and whoever hears it in the silence of the night. One to four feet tall. <laughs> you like that? That really is one a little One to four lady. feet tall. It's all creepy, like, it, except like, for being one foot tall. <laughs> one foot tall. It's like if baby Yoda was in your room all of a sudden. You're like, oh, I'm just going to punch you across the room. All right, and that is John's trivia. All right, we're a little short on time today. We uh, we've been at it for a bit. We're a little bit hungry. We need to get some food and have some drinks. Uh, celebrate the big sniffs uh, birthday. How many how many dog years would that be for you? It's what seven years they say. Seven years is a dog. So you'd be year. four. What? A little over three and a half. Three and a half years old. Three and a half years old. Uh, we're gonna get him a little cake. We're gonna slam it right in his face. And they're gonna slam something else into me too. Well, I mean, that's that's gonna be on the other side. I of the know. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, we love you all. Shout out to the shorties, the dads, the spookies, uh, Alameda, Ginny, uh, the watcher, the watcher, those buns, my dead um, cat Osmo. Yep, dead cat Osmo. We love you all. Uh, uh, thanks for listening, J- Jack. The the. Little sniff. Little sniffy J. Yeah, he was. He actually kind of piped down a little bit because we, you know. Yeah. We, we had words with them. But we'll see you we guys next week. Thanks for listening, and we love you, and bye. 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 Find that devil.